Welcome back to the Brian DeVore Connection. I'm your host, Brian DeVore. How can you have the best successful life? What are the keys to having the most successful financial life you can? Well, here to talk to us today about his five keys to having a successful financial life is Brett Gottlieb with Comprehensive Advisor. Brett, thank you for coming today. Thanks for having me, Brian. My pleasure. So you and I kind of chatted on the phone about this. By the way, how's your daughter doing? Uh, she's doing good, thank okay. goodness. Yeah. yeah, she had a little injury, but she's... A little, little ankle injury, no yeah, big deal. Yeah, she's, it's all right. She was chasing her brother. That happens. Exactly. Um, but talking about financial uh, success in life, mm-hmm. all throughout stages of life, and you've kind of boiled it down to five keys, but before we talk about that, how did you get into this line of financial advisory? Oh, good old financial planning. I've been doing it for 20 years, so it's pretty much all I've ever known. I actually started out in corporate benefits, helping people with and health benefits and um, 401k planning and I was instilling those in like corporations and through that I met a few different people and had an opportunity to go into kind of one-on-one planning um, and really that was that was kind of the key thing for me is about 20 years ago when that happened and said hey you know what this is better I can really help people and direct them and I had a great mentor that helped me through um, you know learning a lot more about financial planning and what you know, a CFP does and what is um, a fiduciary and what's the difference in the different terminologies in the investment world and really helping individuals figure out, hey, it's not just about getting to retirement, but it's actually getting through retirement. And how do we do that? Yeah, because a lot of people don't necessarily think that far in advance and you don't want to have a situation where you get to that point and it's like, okay, well now what? I didn't save enough or I didn't plan enough. Right. Um, so let's talk about the five keys. Yeah. Uh, the first one that you and I talked about was income planning. Yes. So think about it. You work your whole life. You get a paycheck. That paycheck is maybe because you work for a corporation. Um, Maybe it's because you've set up uh, a business of your own and you're getting a paycheck through the company you set or taking distributions. And then you hit retirement and the checks go away. But you still have bills. So how do you pay those bills? And you know, do you turn on Social Security? If you're a lucky person with a pension, how and when do you turn that on? And really trying to figure out you know, what is the best way to bring the income back to your life and make sure that you can actually accomplish what your goals are in retirement. So we really want to look and say, okay, what is your income plan? Are you going to turn on Social Security at 62? Are you going to turn it on at 66? Are you going to turn it on at 70? Um, do you have real estate income? And there's a whole other factor of like when you turn it on relative to taxes and relative to your investments and okay, well, I've got a shortfall. The biggest thing on income planning really is exactly that. If you need $5,000 a month to cover your expenses and your Social Security and your pension and maybe some real estate income give you $4,000 a month, well, where's the other 1000 come from? And that's where you now need to structure how you manage your investments appropriately to meet that gap. Well, I think a lot of people too, they, they know what their income is now, but they don't necessarily know what it's going to be like later. Correct. But they really don't know what their bills are going to look like later. You know, bills change over time. You right. know, you have a mortgage now, then maybe you don't have one later, but maybe you have kids in college now, you won't have that later, but you're going to have, you know, long-term care that you need to pay for. So people mm-hmm. really need to kind of plan not just for now in the future. Um, if you have enough income, then you can start investing. So. Step two, the, key, the second key is investment planning. Yeah, so on the investment plan, you know, we always say first is income. Figure out income. If you have more than enough income to meet your expenses for the rest of your life, the number one fear that most people have is running out of money. You're not going to run out of money. So once you have that factored, now you go to the investment side. And you ask yourself, 
What are you trying to accomplish with your investments? Are you trying to grow a portfolio? Are you trying to protect and save the portfolio? Are you trying to generate income off the portfolio to fill that gap we just talked about? So it's really trying to figure out what is the goal with the investments? And then, what kind of investments do you have? Do you, is real estate your investments? Is it stocks? Is it bonds? Uh, mutual funds, exchange traded funds, private investments? Um, what are those doing? What are the fees inside of them? What kind of asset allocation do you have? Are you diversified? Um, you know, you're really looking to figure out how do I want the investments to work for me and what are the underlying things going on? We kind of compare it to like going to the grocery store. A lot of people, as you're building up your portfolio and building towards retirement, you just kind of grab different things off the shelf. And a lot of times we don't look closely at what those things are. A good example, mutual funds typically have what's called an expense ratio. It's the cost of the fund to be managed. Well, it's usually higher in a mutual fund than it is in an exchange traded fund. Well, there's a perfect example. Hey, if you, have the, if you intend to be in an S&P 500 fund, why would you be in the mutual fund version that is the same 500 stocks than the exchange traded fund that's a little bit less cost because of the way that it's more passively managed? So understanding our investments is also a key part of that plan. Well, and I think it, what, what comes to mind when we talk about this is so many people want to do it on their own, right? right. They, they, they do the, you know, the E-trades or, or mm -hmm. whatever, um, but they're not thinking, they're thinking, okay, how much money can I make in the stock market right now? But right. not long-term investment planning, which is so important. Um, and then, of course, now number three is the subject none of us really want to talk about, but it's tax planning. Well, and, and if anything, as a financial advisor, that's one of the things to think about. And you touched on it there as we were closing up talking about income planning is you could do it yourself. You could go hire an investment manager. You can hire a financial advisor. You can hire an insurance agent that does certain investment tools. There's a lot of things in the investment world, but the factor on the planning side is, well, how does it all coordinate together? How does it coordinate with my income plan? How does it coordinate with now the tax side of things? When I start Social Security and other income sources I have determine how it's potentially taxed. Um, you know, I bought a piece of real estate several years ago and I go to sell that. I'm going to have capital gains tax. What does that look like? Or am I better off to do a 1031 exchange and move that to another property and kind of kick the can down the road? Um, what if I'm charitably inclined? You know, how does that impact me? You know, back in 2017, we had a big change to the tax code. We're kind of waiting to see what that next tax code change is going to look like again. But how does that impact you? What kind of things can you strategize? You know, things like credits right now. We get solar and you've got an electric vehicle and you get these credits. Well, what do you do with those credits? If you already don't have a lot of tax due and certain credits aren't refundable, should you purposely increase your income and look at things like Roth conversions? Let's move that money from a taxable account to a non-taxable account and eat up the credits and have it really not cost me anything. So there's a whole strategy that we look at when it comes to tax planning. We work with a, a tax advisor or a CPA that a client has and say, hey, where are there opportunities that we can really minimize the tax that you're going to end up paying? And that's just more money in your pocket. I joke with people, I say, if you ever write the words the IRS on a piece of paper and put them close together, mm -hmm. it spells the word theirs. Right. And it's not their money. You worked hard for it. So how do we keep it in your pocket and make sure we plan around that appropriately? Right. And especially as people uh, you know, get, get older, if their income changes, you know, they're in one tax bracket, their tax bracket's going to be different later Correct. on. How's that going to affect things? Um, a lot of the people that I work with are seniors who are 
moving into maybe senior communities or considering their futures, especially when it comes to healthcare right. and what that's going to look like in the cost of healthcare is not going down. That's in right. fact, it's just going up. So healthcare planning is number four. That's correct. So healthcare planning, you're looking at everything from, you know, while you're working, you have health insurance through your employer, most likely. Maybe you're self-employed, you have an individual plan. So that's your health insurance side. But health insurance doesn't cover a lot of the things that we need as we start to age. So then you get into the Medicare world. We're saying, okay, what's going on with Medicare? You turn 65 and your mailbox gets inundated with flyers. And every company under the sun wants your Medicare business because you have to have it in some capacity. So which ones do you choose? What doctors do you want to go to? How does that all come together from a Medicare standpoint? And then the ne next step is, you know, hopefully nobody has to, but the Department of Health and Human Services says most people, a very large percentage, close to 70%, are going to need long-term care. And that's a huge bill that none of those other things cover. This is where you can't perform six of your active daily living. Well, if you can't, how do you pay for that? You know, are you doing, um, using your own assets and self-insuring for it? Are you buying long-term care insurance? Are you looking at asset-based ways to protect for long-term care? So there's strategies around that to make sure that you don't run out of money for your own needs, or maybe you're in a position you want to leave money to your family and leave it behind as a legacy, but you don't want to spend it all down. So how do you make sure that you've planned appropriately around the health side of things is also important. Well, and that just leads right into number five. You just touched on it is legacy planning for your family. Yeah. You know, the, the first thing most people think about when it comes to legacy is like a trust. Do I need a trust? Do I have life insurance? Things like that. And legacy planning is a little bit more because something as simple as I have a half a million dollar IRA. And when I pass away, I leave it to my kids. Well, guess what? They have 10 years to take it all out now and it's going to be heavily taxed. So now you're back to tax planning. What do those kids need? You're talking about income planning for them. So the, the legacy side, you really need to understand what's the impact of the things you're leaving behind. Do you want to leave anything behind? I have people all the time, they're like, I want to bounce my last check. I'm like, <laughs> great, okay, let's spend. Like, what is your lifestyle? And, you know, are you really going to change it? If you've been spending $6,000 a month and you have a million dollars saved up and you really don't need it, are you really going to turn around and go buy a Ferrari <laughs> and do all these crazy things? Or is it more realistic that it is going to get left behind? And to make sure you do it efficiently, you get yourself a trust. You make sure your beneficiaries are updated correctly. Um, you know, we live in California, and in California, if you don't have a trust, I mean, the probate system is just a nightmare. You don't want to have to fall into that trap. Yeah. You don't want, I had a client one time, she didn't want the money to go to um, her brothers and sisters, but she had no heirs. And she had no trust, which means intestate law was going to send it to her brothers and sisters. Right. So it was like, okay, well then what are the charities you want it to go to? And we got to set up a trust and we got to make sure it goes to the charities. So making sure that beneficiaries are right, you have your trust in place, avoiding probate, making sure that you really know what the goal is when you're gone. If it's, it's okay if Uncle Sam gets a big chunk because my kids don't know how to deal with the big IRA I left them, that's fine, great. But at least it's a plan. Right. But if you don't actually talk about it and think about it, all of these areas is kind of like, well, what's the point? So we want to make sure that we plan accordingly in each of those key spaces. Like they say, if you're failing to plan, then you're planning to fail. That's correct. Um, but you need to have all this information. You got, and like you said, um, really plan the whole gamut of your entire life now and in the future. What's called comprehensive advisor. That's correct. And, and the whole idea with comprehensive, and when I founded the company, the idea was, how do we make sure that we're covering all the needs of, of the clients that are out there? I don't want to just be known as the investment management guy. 
Like, you manage my money. Okay, there's more to it. In fact, I would argue that's the smallest portion of what we do. The bigger portion is more around, hey, how do I make sure, again, my income is in place? Um, number two, my investments are doing what I want. I'm not overpaying for them. I'm getting the growth or I'm getting the safety and protection. You know, this last year, it was a tough year, you know. The market was down. How do you, you know, protect against that? You know, on the tax side, am I keeping it in my pocket or is it actually going to them, the IRS? You know, I want to make sure I keep as much as I can. Healthcare-wise, what do I do with all these Medicare postcards I'm getting? How do I, I retire before I'm Medicare age. How do I fill that gap for insurance needs? Long-term care, a huge concern in our population right now. And then, of course, the legacy and just making sure that you always are prepared for whoever you're leaving it to because there's tax advantages to maybe leaving it to a charity and doing that planning ahead of time versus just, hey, help me manage my investments. And I think that's one of the key things that people need to understand is you could do it all yourself, but I have the experience and most financial advisors out there have the experience of knowing how you do it one way and another person does it another way and you gain this knowledge to then share in those situations that are presented. You know, we help people a lot with their real estate and with their business interests and that's really the key is that it's that bigger picture. Think of it kind of like a quarterback. It's like the quarterback right. that's running the whole team and figuring out, okay, what are the different things that need to be adjusted and moved around? Right. Well, there's certainly a lot and to have a professional like you, uh, you know, goes a long way. So Brett's information is on screen right now. For those of you who are watching on video, if you're listening on Spotify or your favorite podcast channel, then the information for Brett is in the caption. Brett, thank you very much for coming and sharing your, your wealth of knowledge. And again, tip of the iceberg, uh, reach out to Brett for a lot more. Thank you. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the Way Showers who will help your journey go a lot easier.